And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. We are live on Instagram. This is Sleep Dog along with a big hawk. It's the big hawk. Um, we're excited to go live. First live uh, episode we've had. Uh, sleep, sleep, old sleep's hammering the Weller back. Uh, he likes his fine bourbon. Um, so do I. I'm currently not drinking. I'm not just singing. Water. But uh, yeah, today's pod live. Uh, so not everybody. Uh, hi. Um, hello. Not everyone come on at once, uh, but uh, I can't really see, but I'm probably guessing what do we have about a thousand four thousand 1.2 million uh, it looks know. like single digits uh we can't see your questions because the phone's too far away uh there's a lot of things we're still learning about this um but yeah i mean and i hope you know big hawk's got um you know his thing over here so we'll get to some dms and stuff later mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the basketball game we're going to talk about the batch we're going to talk about probably how we're live we're probably going to talk about that a lot um and then you know figure it out from there as we are prone to do uh, but you know, we watched the bachelor last night in our second straight male only Dr. Fauci approved, uh, bachelor watch party. We're going to get mm-hmm. to that. I almost fell asleep. I left early. It was mm-hmm. a snooze fest. It was also a snooze fest it was our performance against Syracuse. I mean, I was coming in hot after being a little three sheets to the wind on Saturday, mm-hmm. absolutely plugging it against mm-hmm. FSU. Just absolutely nailed it. Mm-hmm. Was riding high. Thought I was going to nail it against Syracuse, put the nail in the coffin. Didn't come anywhere close on any of it. Um, so yeah, uh, Syracuse was a bad, bad look. So let's actually, you know, start with a recap of Florida State. What'd you think of that one, Big Hawk? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Florida State, um, uh, you know, it's a tell of two tapes. Um, not sure if that's a saying, but sounds good. Well, we came out, played awful first half. Uh, second half, we look like the 98 Bulls. Walker Kessler comes out, puts up 28 and four. Looks like Dirk MVP year going ham. Uh, even fixed his hair. Looked like a stud thoroughbred out there just killing. And I've been as excited as I've been all year. Uh, Kerwin came in. He had 13 points, two player of the games for us right there, Walker and Kerwin. But uh, what I liked about the FSU game is um, you saw Walker break out. And uh, I think Walker is going to be an incredible player. I think he has a lot of intangibles. I think he's going to be unbelievable. But what I also liked is that Florida State is one of the best teams in the country. They're athletic. They're good. They have you know seniors and they have young guys. They have a great uh, a great team, and I think they're a contender this year. So uh, our ability to beat them shows that we are uh, making progress and. Uh, so I, I liked everything about that win. That win was big time. Yeah, I mean, we played great. Walker uh, was was incredible, like you said. It was nice to see him break out. He looked like you said a bunch. You know, when the kids have fun, they mm-hmm. play well. They look like they were having fun. Uh, Kerwin, you know, like I said, sometimes I get confused. I think I should explain this fact that where I get the Kerwin Williams, the reason that slip I slip up with that is not because I'm a bad fan. It's because it sounds like Sherwin Williams. And for whatever reason, like it's in my head all the time. And then there's 
Keller Williams real estate. So it's just like a total like mind boggle. And uh, yeah, so I slip up, get a little going fast sometimes. Kerwin Walton, my favorite player on the team, dude was just ice cold last night, but lights out against FSU. Um, you know, the guy's just, I don't know, man. It's It was fun to watch that game in true to form. I think Adam Lucas was writing about this today. I saw a tweet that he posted. I didn't, like, I saw it come through my notifications about how we are just like, uh, I can't remember the way he put it, but just up and down, man. You get so high on that FSU win. We had it all together in the second half. We like we could be anybody at any time and win the national championship. And then we turn around and look like we'll lose to the 1999 Croatan Cougars where uh, your boy Sleep Dog was a like worst player on the worst team in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, that was a bad loss last night. Um, the thing that really bothered me is like, you know, we've grown with this team and a sign of a young team is, you know, you have up and downs, but you want to start to reach some consistency uh, towards the end of the year. Um, you know, like Adam, Adam kind of said, you never want to live in uh, peaks and valleys as a as any sports team, to be honest with you. you never want to get too high. You never want to get too low. Well, what we've been doing this year is going as high as we possibly can and then going as low as we possibly can. And uh that's not fun, uh, but uh, it's part of the roller coaster. And you throw COVID into the mix, um, you've got uh, nothing but peaks and valleys, and that's what that's who we are. We're a peak and valley team. We have a great game against a contender, one of the best teams in the country in college, and then we go and lay a goose egg at Syracuse. I didn't even recognize the team. They came out methodical. Uh, slow as molasses. Um, I was really discouraged because when you play a team like that who plays zone and tries to slow you up, you push the ball more so they don't have time to set up the defense. And then you start getting easy buckets. And then, you know, once this team starts really going and they get on a good, uh, you know, they get on a good run, then you start to see the energy. You start to see the guys play with passion. And when you start to see that, you start to see good things from the ball club. Then you start seeing players like Playtech, players come in and off the bench. And, you know, everybody starts chipping in. And, uh, you know, like we said, careless turnovers and just – you know, who are these guys? Just awful win at Syracuse last night. Yeah, so we – the craziest thing I think about the game, and I haven't looked it up and I'm not going to, but we already we already played Syracuse earlier in the season, right? Lost that one. Can't verify it. We've only lost um, – I think the only game we've lost at home is to Marquette, believe it or not. I think we are undefeated at home except for Marquette, which um, – you know, shocking yeah, that is hard as well. Um, well, that was so that leads me to a, a question I had, had written down earlier in the week, which is how, and this is me, you know, kind of asking you where, you know, one of the things that kind of dawned on me. So we actually, yeah, so we beat Syracuse earlier in the year and scored 81 points. I was actually thinking last night we had played so poorly to only lose by two and to still score 70 against Syracuse was. I mean, it was like positives. Like we got down double digits mm-hmm. like twice. We come back twice. We had a chance to win the game, and we did not deserve to win the game. Yeah. Kerwin Williams, I mean, he shot 0 for 3,000, and 2,900 of them were like halfway down the hatch and out. I mean, our boy R.J. Davis took more hits than Joe Lewis. I mean, the guy was getting beat in the face like as a boxing match. And, and like somehow we still like, you know, had a shot. It was ugly. There was nothing pretty about it. Uh, but I, I thought there were positives to take away from it. But going back to the Marquette loss, 
how do you think it dawned on me? I was like, you know, this like because they were a fill in game, right? How do you feel like that probably impacts, you know, those last minute additions? You know, I'm imagining you're not studying much film. You know, you're not I, – I, I don't know shit about preparing for an opponent in a college basketball game. Mm-hmm. But I started dawning on me. I was like, I bet they haven't watched hardly any film. The coaches probably haven't watched a lot of film. The players probably haven't watched a lot of film. It's pretty much like, hey, we'll take who we can get. And my point with that question is you have to, I think, commend Roy Williams for not being scared and just going out there and saying, you know what? We're going to play games. And if we got time to prepare, great. If we don't, fine. We're just going to go out there. We're not going to make excuses. We're going to play. And we're not going to be afraid to lose. Hate losing to fucking Wojciechowski. Um but anyway, I was curious to hear your thoughts yeah, on so that. Yeah, so Wojnarowski finally wins in the Dean Dome uh, as a coach. Couldn't get it done as a player. All right, so we'll dive into this. Uh, last night you said we we only lost by two. That was a positive. I will say a negative from last night, and listen, it's no secret. I'll be honest, and I'll go on here, and I'll, I want it on the record. College refs are a joke. Okay, they stopped refing that game. We didn't lose that game because of the refs, but I'll be damned, they didn't help. Um, you know, I, I think it was Caleb Love got undercut on a three pointer. Uh, you know, somebody had his feet. You got to give the shooter uh, space to land. I thought that was a universal rule in all sports league. That was a bad call. That was a bad no call. And then you got R.J. Davis taking hits to the face, left and right. I don't care, unintentional or intentional, that's a foul. You just can't hit somebody in the face, especially open court. Um, And there was a few other calls. I thought Walker made – I always think Walker gets a bad whistle. I don't think the refs are used to uh, coaching his size. Uh, because you don't see it a lot. And well, there was so, that one play down low where he goes up for a shot and, like, dude, there's three people hanging on him. And is I mean, there's just no way it wasn't a whistle. Yeah, it's inconsistency. I mean, um, and so I would just like to see, like, a foul be called a foul, no matter what point in the game is. Um, and just show, like, the game has evolved. Players are more athletic. Uh, we got athleticism. We got more ball handling, uh, more spacing. Uh, in basketball, the refing should evolve too. Like they have to maintain, um, as the game grows, they've got to grow as well. And, you know, I, I won't go on much more of a tangent, but the past two final fours, you look at that. The only thing we've, we've come away with is we've talked about how bad the refing is. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, was it a double dribble against this in the final four? Then they go to the review monitor for 20 minutes and totally kill the, the flow of the game. And, you know, something's got to happen in college. Uh, basketball to where the refing is a little more consistent and they have a little more flow. And this isn't me. We lost the game last night because we didn't show up, but the refing has to get better. But um, what was the other questions? Well, you brought up, well, one of the things to say, you brought up a good point. Like, cause we were talking last night at late in the game, we're down two. they inbound to Caleb love and Caleb love takes the foul. And you mentioned that he should, I mean, this is at the, opposite free throw line basically you mentioned that he should go up you know you got to anticipate that go up shoot try to get your three shot foul now he goes down i think he missed both free throws and we still are down two and they Mm -hmm. have the ball back and we want to lose the game my counter was exactly kind of what you just said i feel like they could have mauled him Mm -hmm. and because of the situation they would not have blown the whistle i agree with you 100 percent. i thought it, and I really hate it. I absolutely Carolina fans are just as bad at this. Only people worse are state fans. State fans are atrocious at blaming the referees if the wind blows. So I'm not trying to do that. But 
Last night, I did think it was one-sided that the, the, the a lot of the calls just didn't go our way. Fine. Whatever. We lost, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the things that I think would have happened there is Love goes to shoot, you know, goes is it makes a smart basketball play. And what winds up happening is, you know, <laughs> he just looks like an idiot because he tries to draw a foul from, from 70 feet from the basket and they don't call it. And then we turn the ball over. And then the conversation is, what the hell was he thinking? Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, I got some consistency, and it is a frustrating thing, you know. Especially they were, um, I think maybe, maybe shit, maybe I saw this on Instagram. But the whole thing with the like pump fakes and jumping into the defenders or bullshit calls, classic Duke move, charge. We were talking about that. You hate the charge call. I also yeah. think the charge is a is a bullshit call. You have to commend certain guys for, I mean, standing their ground when some big dude's charging down the lane, like. But yeah, I don't know, man. You know how you know how the refs are. Uh, again, better than I do. But it sucks to sort of see them disrupt the sort of outcome of the game with some questionable calls. And I would feel the same way, honestly, if we win a game on a bad call. It feels just as badly because mm-hmm. it's it's just you know I don't know, man. You don't want to leave it up to the refs, but also you don't want to be talking about the refs after the game and wondering why aren't why isn't it consistent. Why is the game is evolving? Why aren't you? You see this like the charge circle is a perfect example. Why even put it? Put the little circle in there right under the rim. Do I mean you guys can DM us and tell us? Do you like the charge, or would you rather see an athletic play be contested at the rim and see more of those? Um, the charge call is it's a good call in basketball, but. Rarely is a charge taken right. You're always like putting the offensive player at a vulnerable position when they go up and make an athletic play in the air. Then you have some kid who thinks he's making a good defensive player run under him, and you just leave the offensive player vulnerable. And you know the charge is put there so a player just doesn't put his put his shoulder down and barrel over you. It's just not there to every single time somebody goes to the rim to stand there like a statue. And when you get bumped, you fall. Yeah. In a lot and, of ways, it's not even a defensive play. Like you're yeah. literally sliding it. You're like you're, you're trying to time it right to draw a foul, which is a lot different than trying to defend. And I, you know, this has turned into a tangent on the referees. <laughs> and I thought, again, we lost the game. This is yeah. not a bitch fest. We lost. No, we not. sucked. And how we were within two, I don't even know because they had two dudes that damn near scored 70 points and they beat the shit out of us. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of interesting conversation to have because everybody hates the referees. The charge in general, I think it's weird. Like, you know, I, you know, you want the refs to take it out, but it's, in all of sports, you kind of wish that like the refs had some level of like ability to just use common sense. Sometimes by the book, it's a foul, and you realize it's not, and vice versa. And it's like, dude, if a dude just gets truck sticked in the paint, I don't give a damn where he's standing. Everybody knows it's a foul. It shouldn't matter. There should just be a rule that says, hey, if it if it's obvious, call it. And they can't do that. And sometimes they're hamstrung and, you know, uh, there's this letter of the law problem with 45 minute, uh, you know, you got to get a Southwest Airlines commercial in there. So we'll mm-hmm. take a couple extra looks at it. Anyway, man, you're right. It just it destroys the flow of some of the games and really can break it up in the most important time. Because 
they don't stop and review the charge with with seven minutes to go in the first half. They stop and review it with 17 seconds to go in the second half yeah. when the game's on the line. Yeah, so, I mean, we were careless. You know, if you want to break it down, we didn't show up. We didn't come out with energy. Um, careless turnovers have been killing us all year. It felt like our bigs were kind of missing some some passes down low, which you don't you never want to bring the ball down when you're a big. And uh, just kind of like disappointing. Um I thought we'd come out and play a little bit better, but you know it happens. Uh, so uh, this coming Saturday, we got the Dukies oh, yeah. in the Dean Dome, letting fans in. Um, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. Um, I think we can get them two. You know, I think we can sweep them this year in regular season. Oh yeah, uh, hand them two L's. That would be amazing. Um, but we'll see. I mean, this you know usually after a. Bad loss, we come out and get it regroup and play well. And then we have another bad loss. But we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. It's senior night um, in the Smith Center. Um, but I'm not sure how senior night's going to happen when the guys can come back and be a senior again next year. Well, so. quick look at the stat line. Baycott, huge game. 18 points, 15 boards. What a game. That guy was playing start to finish. It didn't feel like that, though. I know he had a good game, but it just didn't feel like 18 and 15. Yeah, I mean, he had a, it felt like about 30 rebounds. The points, mm-hmm. you know, were uh, he had six rebounds in like the first five minutes. Or shit, I mean, maybe the first two minutes. He had some weird thing where he got a bunch of boards in a row. But I mean, you got uh, Kerwin, you know, like I said, he struggled to shoot the yeah, ball. Tough night. You're going to have points, nights like 21 that. minutes. This is the question. I mean, I mean, Dayron, six points in 14 minutes. Walker, four points in 11 minutes. I mean, that's the thing that I struggle with is, again, I'm not coach. I don't know. Is, but, you know, those guys, you would think in a zone defense, you know, you'd have some you'd have some valuable minutes from the bigs. And, and, and in fairness, like Garrison and Baycott were the two most productive bigs last night. And that's, you know, Garrison didn't do a lot. But, uh, you know, they were more productive than Dayron and, and, and Walker were. Anyway, and then the Syracuse guys, the Buddy Bayheim and this Gary Air guy, dude, Let's see. What's 26 plus 18, Big Hawk? 44? Man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, quick, I'd take quick my shoes it. off. <laughs> 44 points for those two guys. Nobody else had more than – well, one dude had eight. I mean, dude, they just played well. They were efficient, and uh, they kicked our ass, bottom mm-hmm. line. Um, who else got their ass kicked on the bash last night? Tell all. I mean, so not only was this Syracuse game a snooze fest, but I was all geared up. For the bachelor mm-hmm. last night, my first bachelor tell-all. You know, everybody's hyping it up. I think just people get their eyes clawed out. I wanted to claw mine out. I mean, it was like way too friendly. My favorite line of the night was when uh, the queen said, "Do you think that maybe you're just like a sensitive, too sensitive person?" And I was just like, "Uh, dude, it, that that was funny." Uh, uh, Matt and the beard, man. It looked like he shined armor all in that thing, dude. It was like <laughs> reflecting the light. Um, man, there, there was hey, a lot of interesting things came out of that one, though. Hey, what's the thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that thing, you know, you can't do that. You can't come out to a tell-all and just grow a beard in wow. between the the whole TV show. And then you come out and have a little break and the tell-all happens and you just look completely different. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hit us up in the DM, in the DMs. Is a beard a good look? Ladies, do you like the beard? I mean, I don't, do you like beards in general? Is that like the new style? I mean, you got kind of like some scruff going. I wouldn't say yours is a beard beard. Buddy, this is a beard. And I mean, just cause I got a little gray going on, you know, but, but what Matt had, he looked like, uh, 
He looked like who did I say he looks like last night? He looks you need like, to go. You need to grow that thing out and put some shine on it. Buddy, have you ever seen this thing? Just fade in the I sides mean, a little bit lower. I went overseas last year, and I mean, I had a beard. The problem with a beard, okay? A lot of people don't realize this. I mean, I had a beard about May of 2019. I mean, this thing was massive. Two two misconceptions about beards. One. They do not make you hot in the summer. They actually keep your face cool because the heat has no chance of penetrating all that to get to your skin. The second part is they're filthy. I mean, dude, they're so hard to keep clean if you've got like any sort of like density to it. And I'm not, you know, the thing was just gnarly. And I mean, you have to wash this thing. And I'm talking like shampoo, like, you know, you got to put oil in it. You got to comb it. You got to blow dry. You get out of the shower, dude. And it takes two hours for this thing to air dry. It was miserable. I I saw like an interesting article. There's, they were saying a beard has more germs than an airport toilet seat. I do not. It is the most disgusting thing of all time. If you're asleep, if you drool in your sleep, you do not need a beard. And Oof. I may or may not drool in my sleep. And every now and then you just catch a whiff of that thing. And you're just like, man, I got now that mine was serious, dude. It was, it was, uh, it was beefy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt's looked about like you would expect mm-hmm. Matt's beard to look. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, he was a poor man's James Harden. I think you said it before the podcast and, uh, Kind of, I mean, we all kind of laugh, but, you know, going in there to the tell-all, one thing that I notice is like, you know, you said it, like how boring this tell-all is. Usually you come in there and you open up a can of worms and everybody starts, uh, you know, going at each other. But no, this was like a little low-key, I don't don't know. I mean, it's tough to have a podcast, tough to break it down. Um, You know, the one thing I will say is Serena P., my girl, um, she made the right decision. And uh, I thought, you know, she just verified it again last night. I thought she was, yeah, came on there and just like, yeah, she wasn't. Uh, yes. We had our work cut out for us. We knew it. <clears throat> there was, uh, it was interesting. There were a few folks that weren't there. Like, I don't think Bree was there. Or Bree is still on the show, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense why she wasn't there. Um, you know, there's some, a few chicks that were deep, made deep runs um, that weren't there. Jessina, she just gets on my nerves. Okay, dog, man. I still think she gets a bad rap. I'm going through the roster here. Uh, you know, didn't hear much from Kit. Didn't hear much from uh, from Kayla. From, Who's the Ethiopian? What's her name? Uh, oh, yeah. To uh, the right. Magi. She wasn't there Magi either. was not there. Uh, uh, MJ, she was there. She, Yeah, she got what she deserved. Um, old um, uh, 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 Mary, she just kept going off on people. She just... Piper, she looks like Piper looks like somebody that used to bite kids in kindergarten. Um, she just looks mean, and that's not a mean thing that yeah, guys, I mean to say. No, about he her. means that most respectful. I, like, I do. Come on, don't I don't be mean sensitive. that in a degrading yeah, way. I just no. mean she looks fierce, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think the other girls picked up on it. You know, Serena P, and then there's the queen, of course, just always got something just valuable to add to the conversation. You got Chris Harrison, looked like he's on pins and needles. First thing he does is they come out and say, this was filmed on February 4th. In other words, you know, uh, <laughs> before all this uh, shit storm, Abigail, you got to feel sorry for her. And, hey, look, Anna was – I had I gained a new level of respect for Anna. Uh, she kind of looks a little, well. I'm gonna go there. Um, 
she, I thought her apology was sincere. She she really did a lot in the way of making it up to Brittany, who she called an escort uh, in front of everybody. You know, and uh, that was pretty much all it gave us last night. I I just rolled out early, mm-hmm. uh, left the Fauci party, and then found out that they called Matt out for kissing with his eyes open. I missed yeah. that part. So, dude, please clue me in because that is what we got we're it all for you. You know, we got the insights and details here. Um, and I'll just start. You know, her apology was sincere, and we've all said stupid things that we regret. And uh, we weren't on national TV, and we didn't call somebody a. Uh, Basically a prostitute, but um, yeah. So she apologized. Uh, made knew she made a mistake. Um, so yeah. So they called his they called his ass out, kiss him with his eyes open, and apparently he just likes. I mean, he just likes to look at it. he 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 owned it, and uh, I don't know. Is that? I mean, yeah, it's kind of different. That uh, is weird. I mean, like, I mean, I don't. And he did the fake laugh again. Oh my um, god! If he. Mm. It's just uh signature. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen on what happens next. Like what's the last one? Oh, the fantasy fantasy suites. Fantasy suites we know what Tyler happens. has written on the I board. Mean, with the shit show that's going on, uh, and all the stupid things that uh Rachel and Chris Harrison said. Um yeah, they're yeah, I'm over Rachel. And yeah. I mean, what do they got? Michelle, Bree, and Rachel. Most anticlimactic. Like they didn't announce uh, who's going to be the Bachelorette. I think that's the biggest thing we're looking. Here's here's one thing we need to know from Sleep Hog Nation. What the hell do we talk about after the Bachelor's over? Like we need mm-hmm. to know what you're watching. So I've been on um, Breaking Bad, just powered through in like 30 days. Can't believe I've never seen that show. Phenomenal show. Going to Better Call Saul. I want a broad church. I want all this other stuff. Like, I need to know what the next, but that's all just like, you know, intellectual film, right? Like, we need we need some bullshit to watch. Like, yeah. Um, I, listen, uh, I watched Breaking Bad uh, when it first came out. Big fan. Rewatched it with the fact checker um, mm-hmm. thoroughly. Um, it's a good sh- it's a good TV show, not as good as I remember, but very good. I've seen the Broad Church, very good. Uh, I started Lupin uh, last night. It didn't have enough depth for me, but I'm gonna give it another rerun and rewatch. Isn't that the one that? So here's the, here's my oh the thing Fact that- checker's really into it. So I've got to <laughs> well, watch you got it. no choice, but yeah, no, cho- no Here choice. Here is the thing that drives me crazy. Well, Fact Checker number two was like, hey, don't watch Broad Church without me. And right before we came on, down that she was like, too. hey, I accidentally woke up in the middle of the night. I saw what happened. I just kept watching. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks a lot because I've been bored to death because I can't watch any of it. And little do I know you're on season 14. Okay? Thanks. Um, here's what uh, – damn, that totally took me Here, off my- Here's a question, okay, for, every, for our followers. In a relationship, can you – if you're really, really into a TV show, this happened to me. So I was bored and I was sitting on the couch. Fact checker was working. We're really into a TV show and I couldn't help it. I could not wait. And so I watched an episode without her and I knew everything that was going to happen, but I told her and guys do not make that mistake. Act like you never saw it. Never mention it. Rewatch it. Do not, do not tell her 
that you've already watched that episode at clueless the whole time will not happen again. Um, Here's what you need to do guys. You need to, if you watch that episode, okay. You need to zip tie your hands and feet together behind your back. You need to crawl up onto like a relatively, relatively now high surface and you need to fall off and hit your head. You got to do whatever it takes to forget what happened Mm. because Dude, they can smell it a mile away. You already saw this, didn't you? Uh, boom, done, done. As soon as that comes out, you're you're finished. Do not even bring the show up. Do not Mm-mm. talk about it voluntarily. Do not say, "Hey, do you want to watch episode?" Do not even discuss it. But uh, yeah, we're moving on. I mean, we'll, well, what TV shows should we really thoroughly break down? We need some drama. I, man, I really don't want to get into American Idol or The Voice. Uh, I'm not sure we're old enough to watch that, but hey, my mom's into it. I can dissect those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know what we need to cover. We'll cover NASCAR. Oh, we could ha- we could handle NASCAR. We got some DMs we're going to get into. That's, yeah. that's what's going to save us here. Um, but before we do, there is uh, yeah, you got to treat Netflix as if you're the prime suspect in a crime. Anything you say can and will be held against you while lying in the bed trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix. Is there more of a first world problem in the universe besides figuring out where you want to eat than coming to an agreement on what to watch on Netflix? I mean, God, if I could get that time back in my life, I could probably like cure hunger or something i mean dude it's just uh it's tough so hey throw something our way uh, my question was about what'd you say that thing was called uh that show that the fact checker likes that she's into lupin lupin so one of the other things that really pisses me off is like you come in on netflix and they got this show you know and they got all the graphics and it looks awesome and then you turn it on and it's some shit in foreign language that i don't understand and there's like sub. it's like just Are you talking about me money know. heist Money Heist is a great example. Great show. Great show, it, the, but I the, can't. The later, the later seasons got kind of they kind of got out there, but the first two or three seasons, unbelievable. But I can't read that fast, and when their lips are don't match up, like I'm starting to get old, I think, because I have to turn the subtitles on, like because I I miss shit. Um, night but, night when that happens, oh, when you start reading the subtitles, you might as well just get the <laughs> pillow out. <laughs> I can't tell you, dude, it took me what's more impressive. The fact that I powered through five seasons, that is 63 episodes. I think of breaking bad 63, 45 minute episodes. That's like 40 hours of television That's a full work week is how many times I fell asleep and spent 20 minutes figuring out where the hell the last thing I remember was. Um, Netflix needs a solution to that. If they do, stock price already going through the roof. I'm talking into the stratosphere. Portnoy couldn't even handle the stock price. If they could figure out uh, like an adaptive uh, like sensor that's like, this dude's asleep. I'm going to stop this shit right here. Yeah. Um, you should have to click OK. For the next episode to play. It's one button. It's just say, hit any button on your remote to continue. Any button. Because, you know, it's dark. I got one of those Samsung remotes with all the buttons on it. And you wind up hitting a button and you're all the way the hell out of damn Netflix. And you got to go back and this Mm -hmm. shit. 
Man, it's a yeah, it's a struggle. And it, is there any TV show that you bear through because fact checker number two wants you to watch? Guys, hmm. uh, we've got one listener, uh, Big Dan. Tap T's CEO executive mm. runs a thing like uh, the stock exchange, just you know, just putting Trains out. Run on time over yeah, there. Yeah, T. This is not an endorsement. We don't. We are not getting paid. This is not a paid sponsorship for Tap T's. Oh, we asked the motherfucker for t-shirts. But he won't give us any. Big Dan is the biggest say yes to the dress, mm. and this guy talks about it nonstop. Say yes to the dress, and it's so much where fact checker actually likes say yes to the dress. I watched Say Yes to the Dress with Fact Checker. It's one show I really, really got to bear through. Um, I will admit that. But there's another show that I that I do watch. It's kind of interesting. It's called Housewives of Atlanta, D.C. Mm. Uh, Utah is a really good one. Utah? Utah. Wow. You would not think there's more drama. <laughs> you take the whole season <laughs> of The Bachelor and you – you have that in one episode in the first 10 minutes. Wow. It is unbelievable. So fact checker number two is actually on location. Um, I gotta be careful how I answer this question. I could see your little like icon on our live. <laughs> one of the probably two listeners here. Um, I'm honestly though, I'm trying to think of what I think the biggest downside to watching things with fact checker. Number two is what I can't watch because she doesn't like it, i.e. sports, games, golf, basketball, those sorts of things. But to her credit, she really like has has blossomed into like letting me watch that shit probably because she's tired of dealing with me anyway and she can kill two birds with one stone and I'll shut the fuck up and go watch something while she can go do something that she enjoys way more than listen to me. But I can't really think of uh, – oh, 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 I know what it is. It's – um. What is the one with the weird looking lady that they're in the damn uh, bonnets and shit on Hulu? Uh, hand grenade, Handmaid's Tale. There it is. Yeah. And that shit, like I started getting into it. And I don't know what happened. We just, mm-hmm. I mean, the ship sailed on it. But, but the thing about her is she'll watch it and then watch it again. Yeah. She's like, no, I'll watch it again. Like, I want you to watch it so bad. Even though I've already seen it, that I'll watch it again. And I, what are you going to say to that? I mean, you just there's no response. And you know, the one show that I tried to make Fact Checker watch that I used to be really, really into. So I like crime, but I like real crime. I tried to get her, <laughs> tried to get her on Forty Eight, the first Forty Eight. I've seen every episode. I'm into it, into it. You always know when the person is going to snitch because they're in there. You know, you know, he knows something. And the cops know, hey, you know, you know something, okay? So what can we get you to spill the beans? Like, you'll see the guy in there, he'll have a McDonald's cheeseburger, he'll have a Coca-Cola, then he needs a cup of coffee, and you're like, okay, okay. Like, hey, man, you want a joint? <laughs> He's like, yeah. No, here, see, here's the problem first 48, is if, if you're not into, um, what do they call it, spoiler alerts? If you're a big first 48 person, uh, this will ruin the show for you forevermore. So I'm going to give you, until I say this, now you've had your spoiler alert. The person whose face they don't blur out is always the one. Every single time. When you start going in, you know, they start going through this list of suspects, building up the drama. When their face is blurred out, they're not the one. When their face is not blurred out... They are the one because it goes into rights and all this sort of stuff. I won't bore anyone with the details, 
But that's what kind of killed it for me is like I already kind of understood like mm-hmm. uh, those sorts of things. I'm into Forensic Files. Forensic Files 2, no chance. Unsolved Mysteries, the old ones, are on Amazon Prime. Killer stuff. Used to give me nightmares when I was a kid. My mom, I used to cry yeah. myself to sleep. I was so afraid of that show. And then I'd be right back watching next week. Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. They did a great job. Not as good as the original. Did great. Um, I, got, I got the one for everybody, though. There is a podcast called Down the Hill, The Delphi Murders. They have come out with the the video of it or whatever on HLN, Home to Forensic Files. I have a Forensic Files t-shirt, okay? That's how serious I am about this shit. Down the Hill, I haven't watched the, the like documentary yet. It's incredible, the podcast. You should watch that one. Uh, big true crime. And that's like one of my favorite things is like true crime is like popular mm-hmm. now. So everybody's into it. And because everybody's into it, they come out with more of this shit. I can get down with any of that. Um, I've been watching. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So DMs, like if you want Sleep Dog and Big Hawks analysis, I could solve it. Like I, I live literally downtown. The prison is right there. The downtown Raleigh Police Department district is right there. I could walk in and get a job immediately. I could solve a crime. Two of these and my dog, I could solve any crime to stay, any cold case, cold case files. Another great one. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm getting really excited about the true crime. Um, so, yeah, I would love to get some suggestions on uh, – what you folks would like to see in that regard. What do we got in the DMs, man? We've had some active DMs. Yeah, so we got Eric Green uh, said that Coach Williams mentioned that I work out in the DNOM still. Eric, I'm just in there working on post moves, playing one-on-one with some uh, former players around the area. Nothing crazy. Um, I do run a lot, still trying to st- – Stay in shape. Uh, I am not retired, guys. Uh, currently, I could play overseas uh, anytime, but uh, still working out some issues. Uh, still have a few years left, and I'm, I love the game, love working. Uh, then we got Craig Mitchell. Uh, he he agrees. He thinks my um, – he wanted to know what I thought about walk. We covered that. Walk's going to be really good. Uh, I think the ceiling for Walker Kessler is about as high – as any post player Coach Williams has ever coached. Now, Coach Coach Williams, people don't realize this. Coach Williams has coached a lot of good players. You can go back to Kansas, Greg Ostertag, Rafe of France, uh, Scott Pollard, uh, Nick Collison, Drew Gooden, um, Wayne Simeon, and then you get to Carolina, um, Sean May, myself, Zeller. Um, I would say Isaiah. Marv. Yeah, Marv, uh, Jawad Williams. I mean, he's got a long list. I mean, he is, and I think Kessler can be, if he puts it together, I think he'd be better than all of them. Um, so we, we've had a lot of activity. Who's the guy that said he named his son after you? Hmm. Because what I was going to say is like, hey, man, if you have another one, let's go. There's two hosts on the show. You know, we got, we got a lot of uh, DMs. A lot of people love Tyler. Um yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Nobody really says much about Sleep Dog. Uh, you know, some people I've heard that before, Big Sleep. And the thing is, that kind of threw me off. One day, I mean, I was in the Harris Teeter, uh, you know, just straight getting like all my healthy food. You know, guys, I eat totally clean. And uh, this dude's <laughs> eating more cookies than seven cookie monsters. Guys, you can't out train a bad diet. Live by that. Um, but here we go. Uh, someone was like, hey, Tyler, named my kid after you. And I was like, oh, man, that's cool. I appreciate that, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm always taken back a little bit. And I'll be honest, you know, humbled. 
And he was like, dude, I'm just joking. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what the, what the fuck, man? And uh, he was like, no, I wouldn't do that. And, uh, but uh yeah that was uh that was pretty funny but also i got another story uh this is about cam sex and i know he's probably on live right now yeah i can see his little icon is he on i I mean this guy i mean i mean what else is he doing on and he's got him and his and his ghost account on there hey cam what's up dude hey cam um listen uh (laughs) we're in a bar one time and uh rarely ever happens and someone was like yeah so i remember when i got my my wife was pregnant and cam was close friends with them and they're like they pulled cam aside and they're like hey cam uh you know what we're gonna name the the baby he's like what's that he's like we're gonna name it cam and cam got really excited and started (laughs) he's like oh man it'll mean so much and the guy was like dude we're just fucking with you (laughs) (laughs) that was great this reaction. I mean, that was, uh, oh, I love that story. I, I can't remember who told me that, but that was pretty funny. But yeah, we had a lot of action in the DMs. We'll keep checking the DMs. Anything you want to cover, we'll cover it. Yeah, they really do help guide the show. Uh, as you can see from today's show, they help save our ass when we don't really have much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, really do. Like, like that's what we got to know what's next. I mean, I, we don't even know when The Bachelorette starts. And I mean, we are at a fever pitch with our coverage of this shit. Mm-hmm. And we're about to run into our first obstacle is Sleephawk Worldwide, which is what next, right? Like, hey, Big Hawk said he doesn't like covering the American Idol or The Voice or The Masked Singer or any of this other dumb shit. Hey, listen, if that's what the nation wants, that's what we're going to watch. People get what they want. We're not, this is not a dictatorship. We are all about the people. The people have the input. We will cover the NCAA tournament. Don't worry about that. We're oh, yeah. all, we'll, we, we've placed more bets. Uh, then yeah, we probably should be talking about that with somebody, but, uh, we'll cover all the, the gambling betting aspects to this tournament and, uh, what to look for. You get all the insights. Don't go anywhere else. We have it right here. Our expertise. You don't even need to fill out a bracket. Actually get your bracket, listen to the pod, then fill it out. That's right. And we have, um, we're, we need a, we need to start a movement to where we can broadcast the games. Okay, like we got one left in the regular season. It's a big one. We got to think of something to do uh, in in conjunction with that. Um, So, you know, as the tournament rolls around and this sort of stuff, our number one mission next year, we got to get media rights to cover these Mm -hmm. games because, I mean, nobody's going to be able to do like us because who gives a shit about. Oh, here comes Caleb Love up court, passes to Walton, down low to Leaky Black, who holds it for one second, and down low, oh, oh, out of bounds, other team's ball. Man, we will bring, like, a dynamic that is that will shake the broadcast, like, profession to its core. We love it. We're not politically correct. You know, somebody misses a shot, we'll say. Hell, I don't even know their names. Yeah, and we'll we'll be into it just like the fans are. Uh, tell us what we need to do. Tell us if you would like if you would like the uh, the big dog and sleep to get behind the mic and cover a game for you guys. Break it down what they're running. Sleep will give you the emotional side this time. It'd be like the opposite of the Bachelor. That's I'm right. super emotional. I like you know I'm into like oh I really like this girl and then sleep's like no 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 like realistically look into this and like yeah you're right. And uh, I could kind of dissect the game. Sleep can come from an emotional uh, fan point of view. It'd be great. It'd bring tears to your eyes. Yeah, we're not biased. We just want UNC to win every single game. 
No matter what. Could you imagine the post-game interviews? God, could you imagine? Roy Williams, we might only get one shot at it because, I mean, Roy's not going to kick Tyler out, but, I mean, I got, I'm already one question away, you know? But, hey, this is what we want to have happen. We need somebody out there, mm-hmm. some Fruit Loop to start a petition. And once we start getting some momentum, I'm telling you, like, we'll take the ball and run with it. Uh, we'll dribble. You know, we'll only take two steps at a time because it's basketball and that sort of thing. Football's coming. Hey, I just read today there's supposed to be vaccines for everybody by the end of May. You know what that means? That means we are live from Keenan Stadium next year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to win the national championship. And, hell, the, the they're going to be talking about how the Tar Heels might be the Cleveland Browns or whoever is a bad team. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys. A lot of, lot of like, there's nothing like to go, nowhere to go but up for Sleephawk Worldwide. I mean, that's what happens when you start at the bottom. Yeah. Um, you got anything else, Big Hawk? Yeah, we got Cam on hold. Sorry, Cam, we couldn't make it to you today, buddy. Uh, maybe next time, talk haircuts with you. I heard you got a whack job recently. Uh, big sleep, looking slick. Uh, got the fade in. Brand new man happens. Did it on a Tuesday. Smart grows it out. Can't notice by the the weekend. Flexing by the weekend. Eleven yeah. o'clock everywhere. Might fly to Texas. Can go do whatever the hell you want down there. Yeah, these no days. mask. Leave it at home. Hell yeah. You might need one for the plane. But uh, no, I'm. That's all for me. I'm. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs>